Welcome to Ghost of a Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Lignato. I'm an astrologer, psychic medium, and animal communicator, and I'm going to give you your weekly horoscope and no bullshit mystical advice for living your very best life. Hey there, ghosties. In this episode, I'll be doing a live reading with one of my beloved listeners. Every Wednesday, listen in on an intimate conversation and get inspired as we explore perspectives on life, love, and the human condition. Along the way, we'll uncover valuable insights and practical lessons that you can apply to your own life. And don't forget to hit subscribe or at the very least mark your calendars because every Sunday I'll be back with your weekly horoscope. And that you don't want to miss. Let's get started. Quentin, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to be here. Yay, I'm excited you're here. (laughs) What would you like a reading about? I'm an intuitive who has a lot of anxiety. Recently, I've been working on understanding when I've absorbed someone else's reaction versus when I'm having my own reaction to things um, going on. Is there something in my chart that points to how I can decipher what is what and when anxiety makes its way into the equation? Mm. I love this question. And it is just undeniably relatable because I feel like every person who's at all intuitive, an empath, psychic, whatever, deals with this question of like, what is anxiety and what's my instinct? So I'm going to share your birth data, but not all of it. You were born in November of 1998 at 9.03 a.m. in New Brunswick, New Jersey. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay, great. Are there things in the chart that tell us how to do it? Probably, yeah, but I'm going to psychic you with psychic. I mean, I'm going to okay. respond to your psychic question with psychic. Let's do that. No problem. No okay, problem. great. So I'm going to have you say your full name out loud and include your mom's maiden last name. My full name is... Okay. I'm going to pull down the defenses too. Just yeah, I was just about to case. say, you have all these really, really good walls up. Um, yeah. <laughs> and they are really good walls. Like that's okay. it's what you need as... So I should say, let me pull back. You have a Sagittarius stellium in the 12th house. It's very woo of you, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. super woo. You have a tendency towards being all the Claire's because you have a sun Pluto conjunction. There's psychic tendencies here because you have a moon Uranus conjunction in the first. It's on the it's in the it's like on the cusp of the first and the second house. You get these flashes of insight because Jupiter Mm -hmm. forms a square to your Venus and your Mercury in the 12th house. And you've got that Jupiter and Pisces. It gives you these like broad senses of knowing. Mm -hmm. So you got a lot of shit going on is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) This is like you have a lot going on in the realm of Wu. In addition to that, because you have a moon Uranus conjunction in Aquarius of all the fucking signs to have that in your Mm. nervous system is like it's zingy it's humming all the time yeah (laughs) yeah all the time which it predisposes you towards not anxiety like 12th house anxiety which is kind of panicking but anxiety Mm. like attention deficit forms Mm -hmm. of anxiety right Mm -hmm. now you've also got all that 12th house stuff so you also have a predisposition towards panic yeah and Straight out the gate, I can let you know that both forms of those anxiety are never intuition, never intuition, which doesn't mean that they're not other people's energies, which is really what you're asking about, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's anxiety. It's anger. It's like, I'm trying to like figure out and gauge whether or not like 
certain reactions that come between like me and another person and not like that when the reaction is mine and when the reaction is something from somebody else that I'm like processing as mine if that makes any sense Uh, yeah it completely does unfortunately it makes sense to me because I get it so (laughs) you have a Mars square to the ascendant in your birth chart Mars is you know your highest planet in the chart you get pissed Right. You experience anger. That's real. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So before we kind of, you know, I I go in and psychic you, I want to say as intuitives, we are only vulnerable to other people's energies that we are porous around, that we are already porous around. So if you already have an issue with managing your own experience and expression of anger, you're going to be more vulnerable to experiencing other people's repression or fucked up shit around their anger. If you have a really healthy, well-adjusted relationship to anger, that's not going to be your trigger as much. So Mm -hmm. it is important to name that the kind of struggles you have around determining, is this mine or is this theirs, are always going to be struggles because on some level you resonate with the problem or you resonate Mm. with the struggle itself, right? Yes, yeah. And so this is like important on two levels. One is on a psychological level, It's important that we as empaths or psychics or whatever, however you identify, own our own shit because we Mm -hmm. wouldn't be experiencing it if it wasn't resonant with our capacity and tenderness around experiencing it, right? Yeah. And then on a woo level, it's about recognizing, okay, so even if it's like, okay, my bestie is super depressed and every time I'm around them, I'm super depressed and, you know, like, it's like dragging me down. What do I do? Some of that is about you managing your own kind of reactions and responses to depressive mm-hmm. thoughts and feelings. Mm-hmm, and some mm-hmm. of that is about like pulling out your besties vibes. That yeah. makes sense, right? Yeah, that does make sense. So all that said, do you have a particular relationship that this is coming up in particularly at this time? Yeah, I. it comes up very like mundanely. Yes. Um, so in certain aspects, it's like, I'll be with a coworker. I have just eaten and like, they are so hungry and mm-hmm. I have just eaten and I'm like, I just ate, but I didn't eat a lot. So maybe I'm still hungry. And then they vocalize mm-hmm. that they are extremely hungry and haven't eaten for the last like 12 hours and they need to go get something to eat. And then I'm like, okay, cool. Right. Um, right. I wrote this question specifically about like dealing with reactions with my roommates and things like that. I'm like in an extremely triggering situation right now. And I have been in a series of triggering situations when Mm. it comes to my housing for the last like year and a half. Sure. And so like, I kind of think I got to a breaking point where like I allowed myself to act out in ways that like weren't necessarily up to code, up to like my own moral code. And I had this feeling that it wasn't necessarily coming from me. But then, you know, since I've written this question, I've kind of like come to an understanding that like, regardless of where it was coming from, like, I still need to like, take responsibility for the things that I allowed myself to do, even if like, it was in reaction to things that were even worse. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. um, Fucked up. But at the end of the day, it's like, taking that responsibility for my own actions. But I I also like want to like get a gauge of how I can understand this concept within myself for the future. Yes. Um, yeah. 
because this is not necessarily how I normally react, but I think like the total of like my brain stress over the last couple months has just kind of like it ended up like this and it sucks, but you know, it is what it is. But here we are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's lots of layers to what you just shared. Thank you. I like context. So the first thing is, yeah, of course you've had fucked up roommate situations. You've got Saturn at the bottom of your chart and Pluto has been forming a square to it for the past year and a half. So of course, of course, you're going to have power (laughs) struggles. You're going to have people in situations that make you feel really oppressed and limited. And like, you know, your your kind of survival and welfare is at stake. Whether or not that's the case, that's the trigger. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure it's probably been both depending on the moment. Mm -hmm. So I want to just validate that. And we can come back to that in a moment. I also want to say that as psychics or empaths, you know, and I'm going to keep on saying psychic or empath because you've got mm-hmm. both problems happening here or both gifts, depending on how you want to hold it. Yeah, um, yeah, both gifts. They're both gifts. And also we're talking about the problem side of the gifts, right? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I believe it doesn't matter whether or not the reason why I got really mad at you is because you were fucking mad at me and you were just lying to me about it or not. That. What matters? <laughs> yeah, that, that's it. That, I mean, for real, because the truth of the matter is people constantly sorting through their own traumas, their own triggers, their own judgments, their own family shit, their own disassociation, all that stuff. And if one is a psychic or an empath, what we will do is we will experience those things, but that doesn't mean we know what it's about. Mm -hmm. So having a download doesn't mean you've sorted through all the data, you've studied all the data, you've contextualized all the data, and you've been able to make use of the data. It only means you got a download. And what happens as empaths and psychics is we get downloads. What gets us into trouble and why a lot of people don't like us because we can be annoying socially is when we start to act like we know what it means and Mm -hmm. we try to make people cope or show up on a level that they aren't ready to cope or show up on. That's why they were repressing their shit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I have a right to repress my shit and be a fucked up, messy person. So do you. And so do even your most annoying roommates or exes or friends or whatever, right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. so I think that's an important kind of way to hold this stuff is that mm. other people get to be, see, the thing that's that's so complicated is I wanted to say other people get to be fucked up. But the thing is, they weren't necessarily even being fucked up because what they were doing is not embodying and owning their shit. That's always mm. the thing. That's mm-hmm. why you as an empath are feeling it so mm-hmm. strong. Mm-hmm. And how do you navigate being aware of other people's triggers, experiencing other people's triggers? I mean, how do you how do you navigate that? It's exceptionally challenging. Yeah. And on top of that, you've got a stellium in Sag. You've got a moon Uranus conjunction. You got Mars square, your ascendant. You are not the most patient person in the world. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you got me there. I mean, I mean, right? So you are not the most patient person in the world. Sagittarius has foot in mouth condition, right? Where you can just like, I just fucking need to say this. Like, I just need to, I need to name this truth. This is the truth. I need to name this truth. And what I would say to that is the truth is really important, but it's not the only thing that's really important. It's not always the most important thing to lead with, mm-hmm. naming the truth. Because when we can own the truth and embody the truth, we don't necessarily need to name it. No, I'm talking interpersonally and very personally, not like in social conditions or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. An example of that could be you would be in a situation with somebody and you know that they are lying to themselves and therefore lying to you. I'm assuming yeah. this has happened to you seven million times. 
Yeah. And is that part of what happened in the roommate situation? Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. One of the many things. Yeah. Right. One, of course, it's on a list. So let's focus on this because this is one of the most common things. I'm lying to myself and you and I are having a deep and meaningful conversation. And you know, I'm lying to myself and therefore I'm fucking lying to you. So what do you want to do? You're a Sagittarius. You're an empath. You're like, actually, let me point to the thing that you have shoved in your back pocket. It's in your back pocket. If you would only pull it out, we could discuss it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if I've shoved that thing in my back pocket, I've done it for a good reason. Mm -hmm. And if you are coming to me with the truth, what you're doing is you're now pushing up against my flight or fight mechanisms, my survival Mm -hmm. mechanisms. So what am I going to do? I'm going to claw your eyes out. I'm going to find a way to fight and or flight. So I'm either going mm-hmm. to disassociate and abandon you in this situation or continue to like shove things in my back pockets, in other words, mm-hmm. or I'm going to fight you. Mm-hmm. And that's how humans work. Being able to acknowledge that you have an experience of the truth is really different than it is your truth to put on the table. Okay. Let me give you another example. We're going to, I'm going to psychic you in a minute. Just wait. Okay. Okay. So in the background, I'm like telling my guys like, let down the shield. Yeah. yeah, Let down the shield. (laughs) We're, we're getting there. We're building up. We're building up. It's fine. It's it's good. It's good. I mean, again, you've got a sun Pluto conjunction in the 12th house. You need big, strong survival mechanisms. That's you. You've come by it. Honestly, you know, you've, you've, you come by it through generations of needing to come by it. Honestly. So we're not going to rush. There's no rush. Okay, pulling back. When I first started becoming aware that I had this this same thing that you have where I can just feel other people shit, I would go out for dinner with a group of friends and I'd be like, oh, my knee, oh, my back, oh, oh, my heart. And I'd be like, who's heartbroken? Who's got a knee problem? Who's got a back problem? And you know, what happened was one of two things, either really shut people down and made them feel like spied upon and uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. or they got really excited that I could tell them all about themselves. And then I stopped being able to be a person at the table having a social event. And I started feeling like I had to work. And what's worse is that when somebody knows you're psychic and knows you can tap into them, they start invading because they want the insight. And if you invited them in, which we all make this mistake, I feel like with our our friends and our communities, yeah. when you're you're being like, oh my God, I can feel this, people start to invade. And now that compounds your problem of not knowing what's yours and what's theirs. Mm-hmm. Because that invasion is not malicious. You know, it's just like, wait, you can tell me what's wrong with my knee. You can tell me what's wrong with my heart. What else can you tell me? And it doesn't yeah. just come up when you're in physical contact with them. You know, you might have a friend yeah. that you were psychic. <laughs> right. This is the problem, right? You might have had a friend you were psychic with six months ago. And then whatever you said actually played out. And then now they start obsessing on you. Now they're obsessing on you. And you may have months of experiencing their attachment to you and not having any way of knowing it. But you know it's not yours. So now you're looking at your roommates. Now you're looking at your coworkers because they're there. This is where it comes back to boundaries. And I say it comes back to boundaries because I feel like every fucking reading I've ever given since Dawn of Time always comes back to boundaries on some (laughs) level in some way. But it does come back to boundaries. And one of the key lessons of the 12th house is having energetic boundaries in addition to psychological and behavioral boundaries. But those energetic boundaries are the foundation when they're in the 12th house. You know, if it's in the sixth house, it's material boundaries are the foundation. But it's it's like the immaterial boundaries. And so, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so we're going to talk about 
some things, including do you do boundary work with people on purpose? Yes, in certain situations. I I, I don't want to like say anything that's like not PG or whatever, but like I yeah. find that when I'm like masturbating that like it's like a you're fine. I Talk need sex. to. Yes. I have to. Yes. I yeah. have to. It's yeah. like I'm the most porous. It's yeah. like I'm the most porous. Yeah. And then I'm getting information and it's like, this is not the time. No, Place. it's not the vibe. It's not the vibe. <laughs> and not it, the vibe. It, Short oh, answer, yeah. yes. 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 But not, okay, but this one I'm going to say. You need boundaries every single day, 100% of the days, several times a day. Okay. Because you are a loofah sponge. You're a loofah sponge. Mm-hmm. And the problem with sponges is that... If a sponge stays moist, it gets moldy. Yeah. Right? There's only so much a sponge can hold at a certain point as well, eh? And Mm -hmm. so for you, if you're just walking down the street, you don't know what you're fucking picking up. Mm -hmm. If you're interacting with some rando getting on the subway, you don't know if they just lost a family member. You don't know. You can't know. Yeah. And so this brings me to something else, which is it doesn't always fucking matter who it came from and what it means. Mm. And I know the Sagittarius in you is like, I need the whole story. No, I yeah. want the whole story. <laughs> but this will get you into trouble because as psychics, we cannot help but be human, which means we fictionalize. We fictionalize because we're creating stories. We're, 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 we're filling in the blanks mm-hmm. with our own assumptions, our own mm-hmm. values, our own ideas, our own fears, our own shit. Yeah. And so... Sometimes, and when I say sometimes, I mean like nine out of 10 times. Okay. So sometimes what we need to do is simply identify this is not mine, not this is theirs, and this is what I'm going to do about it. Unless you have clear, expressed consent on both sides, psychicking other people can be a deep invasion of privacy. And you know about invasions of privacy. You fucking hate your privacy invaded, right? Yeah, yeah. So I do have moments where I like have to like where I receive information and then I actively have to say like, this is not my business. And then I like actively I'm like what I call it is like putting the thought down, Mm -hmm. um, which is just like kind of like think about something else because I'm not going to try to like pull the string even more to like unravel whatever is going on. Yeah. And then it gets complicated when I'm like getting information when it involves me. Yeah. But it gets tricky and I, I do have boundaries with it, but you're right. <laughs> we can't have enough. I mean, the yeah. the more psychic you are or the more psychic you are in a situation, the more boundaries you need. Mm-hmm. So instead of putting the thought away, I mean, that's not a bad strategy. So I'm not saying like throw that strategy away, but I'm going to give you an, an additional one. Yeah. It's asking your guides to get a big butterfly net and to just collect it all for you. So that it gets to be big and it can even be collecting data, but you're not holding it. And the thing about putting things away is it implies you'll come back to it later. Mm -hmm. And it's Mm -hmm. not always useful or your fucking business, right? Mm -hmm. The truth is, if you are friends with somebody and they haven't told you something, they have a reason. Mm -hmm. And it's never fair to figure out the reason before they've told it to you. Mm. And this is a really challenging part about being psychic or being an empath is that you have to have relationships with people that are consensual. And it is not actually possible to do that all the time when you're psychic. Mm. 
mm-hmm. because you're getting data that they didn't give you. And most people, when they find out they have a psychic friend, are like, score, tell me things. And yeah, most of us will be like, okay, let me tell you this thing. You know what I mean? Oh my God, you have a crush mm-hmm. on this person. Guess what they do too? Like, you mm-hmm, know, everybody mm-hmm. wants to be the friend who can give their friends something special. But, huge but, that is a drink that always turns on you. Like that, that mm-hmm. will never go well throughout the course of a whole entire relationship. And that's because inevitably you're going to say something that they're not ready to hear and you're not the therapist. Mm-hmm. You're their friend, mm-hmm. right? It's happened before. <laughs> oh, of course it has. A hundred percent. I can tell because because I can see how, how your sensitivities work. Some people come to you with all their problems until what? Until they're like, I don't want to hear your advice. Yeah. I don't want to get the realness. I don't want to be held to account. And you know yeah. what? It is a personal, it feels like a personal rejection of you. But what it really is, is you've come to hold a space that should be an hourly fee space. In other words, it's not equal exchange. Mm. At a certain point, what you're doing is unintentionally, this is where it slips into your own trauma. You're kind of bartering for love and attention and connection. I'll give you this and you'll give me care. You know, uh, I'll show up for you in all of these ways and then it's okay if I'm fucked up in that way or if I'm not perfect in this way or whatever it is. You know, I mean, it's like a classic Plutonian struggle. Anyone who has hard Pluto aspects in their birth chart, we we do some version of this. Mm-hmm. But having psychic ability ooh, that can put you in a really lonely, isolated state. Yeah. And because nobody else can give me that. Back. Correct. Nobody can give you that back. And if they did, you wouldn't be their friend. Because if they showed up and they were like, let me tell you, you're actually holding back on this right now. You're holding yourself yeah. back on that. You'd be like, no. And you'd leave. <laughs> so, you know, it's like one of these things where it's important to recognize that when we have an unhealthy habit, conscious or unconscious, we're getting something out of it. Mm-hmm. We might not be getting anything healthy. Uh, it might not be a conscious thing that we're getting, but we're getting something out of it. And part of what you're getting is you really want to believe that you can track the truth and protect yourself with it. Mm-hmm. You believe that the truth Damn. will set you free. Sorry. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I don't know that that's true. I don't know that that's not true. I just don't think it's the only true. Mm -hmm. Because as soon as we started our conversation, I was like, okay, let me get in there. Give me your names. I'm going to see you psychically. And you know what? No, that was there was no consent there. I mean, your brain was like, fuck yeah, Jessica, read me. But your survival mechanisms and your guidance and your heart all said, no, this is too fast. I move fast. You don't move fast. I advance. You don't advance. Mm. I want the truth. I want the truth when I'm ready for the truth. And none of that is bad. None of that is bad. It is really important to be able to acknowledge there are multiple truths that happen at once. And what I choose to respect and center is your heart's truth. And your heart's truth was too quick. Nope. 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 And if I pushed you, your brain would have done like the big and powerful Oz thing. It would have gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. And Mm -hmm. the rest of you would have shrunk. Mm -hmm. And I would have given you stories and the stories would have been helpful. You would have brought them to therapy, but they wouldn't have actually helped you integrate. This is where I say that all of this that I just shared of like my process and our connection is me not centering, quote unquote, the story or the truth. 
It's me centering what's important, which is connection and healing Mm. and presence. There are too many truths that are true at once for it Mm. to be definitive when we're talking about deep emotional issues. Like Mm -hmm. something as stupid as why a roommate does or doesn't do the dishes right away. Yeah, I see it. (laughs) I see it. (laughs) Is it you or is it them? That one I'm a little bit lenient with because I myself is not super consistent, but Mm -hmm. I am very clean in the kitchen Mm -hmm. and I clean up after myself when I'm cooking. And that's not necessarily a habit that they have. Like they're a clean it once a week or clean it every three days. Right. Regardless of whether there's everything going on. (laughs) And is it multiple roommates or just one? It's two. Both of them do this. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're together. Oh, you're living with a couple. Very bold. I mean, they're poly too. So like, I was like, you know, like maybe it'll be, no, no, you know, (laughs) that was was a mistake on my part. It was a mistake on my part. I mean, whatever. (laughs) Pluto scoring your Saturn. You're supposed to be making mistakes with housing. It's all good. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, but okay. But that said, both of them have different reasons why they do that is what I'm seeing. Okay. Mm -hmm. They have each have different reasons why they do that. One of them, it's anxiety. And the other one, it's entitlement. So you might be talking to them and you might be aware that they're lying to you about something to do with the kitchen thing. And you might feel really manipulated in in a conversation about maintaining the kitchen. Part of what might be happening is the person with anxiety is not able to be honest because they feel so panicked at the pressure to do things right that they Ah, act in ways. Okay, now you, okay. So, but you wouldn't have clocked it because the truth of the matter is when we are in a situation we are dealing with an actual human person. And then we have our own shit and we have what they say and what how they present. And all of that is really hard to hold at once. Mm-hmm. Does it make sense? So does, yeah. the story is not the most important thing. The truth is the most important thing. At the center of the truth is the truth. So the other one who has entitlement, I mean, they're married. And there's usually one person who's a little bit more of a push and the other one who's a little bit more of a yield. And it makes Mm -hmm, sense. mm -hmm. But you're not married to these people and you don't actually resonate with this fucking problem. Mm -hmm. And so you're just like, oh, it should be done because it should be done. I've Saturn in the fourth house. So there are rules. There are Mm -hmm. habits. Follow Mm -hmm. the rules. Make the habit. Bada bing, bada boom. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But they don't have any resonance with that. So they Mm. feel that you're trying to control or that you're being hard edged Mm. and they don't understand that for you, this is common sense. For you, this is basic respect. For you, this is simply a habit that you've built and that anyone could build if they cared enough. That that's one of the things. One of the things that keeps happening is that my stuff turns up broken and nobody Mm. says anything. That's like on top of other things that were also very terrible, like stuff with the utilities and the bills and things like that. And it was lied to my face. Mm. And so it was like, it put me in a state and then I was like, okay, so I can't trust you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm kind of curious as to where the aspect of like, don't tell her comes from. Cause for me, I'm like certain things I know are an accident, certain, Mm -hmm. certain things that have broken, I know are accidents. And then other things I know were not an accident. And so I'm kind of like confused because it's like that the same thing that you were saying where it's like, this is common sense. We have rules yeah. like, yeah, I'm like, OK, but like we don't break each other's stuff like very basic. Now, I, now I'm in a position where either I fight back the way that you fight or what? You know what I mean? Like, it's just right. like a it's 
gets into a cycle. So there's two things I want to ask. But the first and most important is, could you move out? I'm so broke. So like, yes, in a couple of months, but I not now, not not in not immediately. Okay, so you got to make this work. And is it the one that I'm the one that I suggested has anxiety that's doing the breaking or is it the one that I suggested is more entitled? Actually, I I don't know because it could genuinely be either of them and it just comes from a different place. I know that the one who I believe is entitled, I know they break stuff when they're mad, but certain things happened to where the other person, they also don't fuck with me. So it's like, okay, it it really genuinely, that could be a behavior that both have learned and- because you are married and in your married bubble and this is happening within our home like I'm sure you're normal people outside of the home but this is the language that you speak inside your house right this is and so it's like but now I'm a different person like exactly I'm like part of this you know so I don't I actually don't know say both of their names for me were you raised with your dad around yeah I I was raised with my dad around you were raised with your dad around does one of them kind of remind you of your dad yeah, because they lie. Mm-hmm. They just lie. Just like and your dad. We'll be sitting there and like the truth, The I have the paperwork yeah. and they're yeah. just like, but it's not true. Right. <laughs> your, your dad. You you, shook. you moved shook. in with your dad. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, I mean, it's pretty textbook. I, did, I didn't even occur to me. Pluto score Saturn. I mean, you're, you're dealing yeah. with some dad shit. So you moved in with your dad who's partnered. Were your parents married? Yeah. So partnered with your mom, right? Mm-hmm. Both of these mm-hmm. people, it's your dad and your mom. Can you see And then it now? it's like, I do. Yeah. And and it's like one will lie on the behalf of the other to try to make it yeah. feel, to make it yeah. better. Da, 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 da. Yep. Throwing a lie here or there. The one who plays the role of your mom is lying to protect themselves because if they, ha- if they could really look at what the one who's playing your dad was doing, they'd have to go. And they don't want to go. They're too scared to go. So what you're in is this couple's fucking fear soup. And the reason why you unconsciously chose them is because it's here you are. You're a kid again. You have no fucking control. You're stuck. These people are telling you that the sky is purple and that clouds are made of spaghetti. And you're like, bitch, it's blue and skies are full of clouds and clouds are like fucking water. Right. Like it's not spaghetti. Like they're saying the truth is one thing. And you're like, but I know the truth is something else. Yeah. But it gets under your skin because you're not like, oh, I know that that's wrong. I know these people are completely not operating on the same level as me. Instead, mm-hmm. it gets you because it reminds you of your fucking parents mm-hmm. and you get involved. Mm-hmm. And this, whenever we get involved and we get defensive, it always twists our intuition, which doesn't mean that the download is inaccurate. Mm-hmm. It only means that our ability to process through the data within that download is t- twisted up. Because we're mm-hmm. twisted up about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I want to just acknowledge that as I say this, you are very calm. You're saying, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm direct quoting you. But you, some of your survival mechanisms are like, fuck that. No. <laughs> and like mad about it. And I want to say that that is okay. Like yeah. your survival mechanism got to be what it is because the way that you got out of your family home and you got out of a lot of childhood trauma was by fighting your way out. Mm-hmm. By be, by insisting that that's not spaghetti, that's clouds. That's mm-hmm. not purple, that's blue or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. fighting is what helped you out. The problem is 
when it comes to fighting, we have to be really clear what we're fighting for and what we're fighting against and how we're choosing to engage. Yeah. Because as a child, you had zero options. You had zero options. You were just in this insanity. You were in mm-hmm. insanity all the time. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing you can do. So you just became an adult, you know, and, and you like became like a, you became like the 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 dad of these adults and you became, yeah. you know, the only thing you could be. Yeah. And here you are in the situation that is mirroring your childhood enough that it's just thrown you off and mm-hmm. it sucks. But you get to parent you this time. You don't have to parent them. And parenting you means aligning with what's actually important to you. Like, what are your goals? Because from what I'm hearing, your primary goal is to have, not have your shit broken, not have your finances fucked with, and to have enough peace for the next three months so that you can save your ducats and move out in the spring. That's actually the goal. Mm-hmm. And because of that, that third part, that needing the peace to last for a couple months, not forever, yeah. but for a couple months, Mm-hmm. It means that you get to refer back to your own managerial skills. And it's the management of expectation, not mm-hmm. just the management of these people. Because if yeah. you try to manage this couple, it'll go just like when you tried to manage your parents. Explosions. The Good Medicine Raffle for Palestine is an indigenous-led fundraising initiative running until December 21st. of the proceeds will support Artists for Palestine and Palestinian youth movement's frontline organizers to run workshops for mobilization and direct action in Canada and provide on-the-ground aid in Gaza. Artists for Palestine successfully delivers food, water, and medical supplies from Cairo into Gaza by constantly adapting small deliveries to the changing restrictions. Ticket sales are available across Turtle Island, and international donations are also accepted. There are over 75 bundles of good medicine you could win, and rest assured that your donations will provide meaningful support to our Palestinian kin fighting for the liberation of their homeland. To donate, go to bit.ly slash goodmedicine underscore raffle. The link will also be in the episode description. Do you know where your solar plexus is? Mm-hmm. Okay. And do you know where um, the energy centers at the bottom of your feet are? Not specifically, but I know that there's energy Center. centers. Yeah. Just in the okay. center of your feet. So like by okay. the ar- like where the arch is pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What I want to encourage you to do is to make a practice of feeling those parts of your body. So the energy centers of your feet and your solar plexus. Got to start with your damn feet. So. Okay. Have you ever done any grounding exercises? You're, you have so little earth in your chart, but have you ever done any grounding exercises? I try to do ones every morning, but I, I honestly, I'm not sure if I'm doing grounding exercises or like energy ex- exercises. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You've got a 12th house stellium. Of course you can't tell the difference. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's right. I said it. I pulled zero punches right there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So, so can you tap into the energy of the earth? Yeah. I, and again, like I, I do exercises, but it, like I'm set, I feel like I'm sending my energy into the earth. That's not what we're talking about. Okay. okay. But that's very Sagittarius in the 12th house of you. So you're on hey. brand. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to reverse it. And what you want to do is tap into the center of the earth. And then what you do is you bring the earth's energy 
up really slowly up through the bottoms of your feet. And you always want to start with the bottoms of your feet because A, 12th house, B, that's your grounding, right? And then bring it slowly up all of your physical body, have it hit through all the chakras. Now you do things quick. So this one has to be done a little slow because it's with earth. You got to your ankles. That's good enough for me. At least you can do it. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I got to my ankles and then I kind of zoned out. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, of course, it's going to feel weird to you. So what you might want to do is just make a practice of like, if it takes you 15 minutes because you're like, get to your ankles, you zone out. Then you're like, oh, shit, my shins. And then hit your knees. You know what I mean? But like, yeah. bring the energy up of the earth through your body, up past your crown chakra, and have it fill up your your energy field, like your auric field. Doing this is bringing the earth's energy into your field so that you have access to earth. And for you, that will help you to remember your agency. Because what happens is that you're feeling too many things at once. It's not just, oh, I don't know what's mine and what's not mine. It's, I don't have a choice here. Like I'm Mm. stuck being overwhelmed all the time and Mm. being overwhelmed all the time leads to burnout. It is a path. It is a path that leads to burnout, period. So it's really important that you have access to earth energy. So make that a practice and you can fuck with earth energies. So it it, it can be like molten, you know, lava vibes. It can be like golds and pearlescent in the earth. Like, you know, snail trails are really pretty. You know, you can (laughs) fuck with the earth energies, but bring the earth up through your system Mm -hmm. and that will help you to feel what you're feeling. Mm -hmm. And what you will probably notice is that some of what you're feeling is bad because why else would you not feel your body unless something felt bad in there? The next step is to identify where you feel funky or off or bad, and then to breathe into that. See, the problem is you go straight to, okay, how can I fix this? What should I do? And your brain's too all over the damn place. Let's try, let's try something else. Let's try something else. I'm like, I like, I'm, I'm trying to do it as we're like talking and I'm like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right, right, right. Okay. I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it. Okay. So let's, let's pivot here. And I want you to notice what I'm doing, right? I'm going to hold I, on to that for, 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 for later down the road. Sure. I mean, but I want you to notice that we're not looking for the truth of what works best. We're looking for what's in alignment, which is only one part of the truth mm-hmm. in a way. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So I just want to, again, speak to all that sag in you. Okay. So you do the earth energy up, up the body, filling up the aura. Then you connect with your guides mm-hmm. and you ask your guides you see, you have a problem where you really want to track things. So ask your guides to help you to let go of what is not yours. The good, the bad, the confusing, the ugly, all of it. So like it can be a butterfly net made of gold or made of like anything. Just be Mm -hmm. imaginative, right? And Mm -hmm. have it kind of go through your, your whole system your whole vibrational energy body, scooping out whatever is not yours Mm -hmm. and ask your guides to use their divine discretion around what to do with it. Mm -hmm. Okay. That might work for you. For me, that would not work. I want to be Mm -hmm. really clear. And I'll tell Mm -hmm. you why, because I like to track shit a lot. And so I would need to have a little bit more direction. So I'm going to give you a little bit more direction version as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What element do you prefer? Earth, water, air 
I like candle work. I prefer fire. Fire. Working with fire. Um, Why did I ask? You have a Sagittarius value. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's like all of my personal planets. And so it's just like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's go with fire. It was a stupid question. I, I, I'm i embarrassed I asked it, but it's good. It's good. Fire and water are my mm-hmm. two. Okay. Two. So I want to encourage you to play with this visual, make it your own, but to visualize someplace really warm and beautiful, and it's right by the water, okay? And there is a warm, big, beautiful fire there. And this is not a fire that needs to be tended to. It is a fire that just is. It just is. And whatever is not yours that you are experiencing, you send it across the water from you. So it can be a river, it can be an ocean, it can be whatever you want it to be, across the water from you to that warm, safe place with a fire that doesn't end. On that, I'm seeing it as a beachfront, right? But you you do you. On that beachfront, whoever's energies or entities you have hold of, their guides are there. And the the guides of whoever it belongs to They'll, they'll handle it. Not your business. It's not your business. Mm-hmm. So you don't need to and you don't get to both, depending mm-hmm. on what it is, right? Yeah, yeah. And you just get to trust that you're not just throwing it away. You're not mm-hmm. just burning it to a crisp. You're yeah. sending it to their guides so that they can have their own highest good. They have the option to have their own highest good realized. Yeah. And you don't yeah. have anything to do with it. It's not yours. And yeah. so you can see across this water right but you are not on that land and if you want to visualize yourself with your own beautiful fire fabulous but it's really important for you to feel like you are not actively causing harm Mm -hmm. or abandoning others and so by doing this you are like participating in their healing without helping to heal them it's yeah because that's not sustainable unless you know you you decide you want to work as a professional psychic and you're not going to have any friends yeah, I, I do tarot readings, but I, I had to stop doing free readings for my friends because... Because, of course, you did. It turned into, like, it exactly what you said earlier, where, like, I said yeah. something that they weren't necessarily... That they didn't want to hear. And yes. then their reaction was talking to me like I was, like, the op. And I yeah. was like, but I was just reading the cards. And I actually specifically didn't talk to you about this outside of the reading because yep. I didn't want this outcome, yep. but here we are. So it, it kind of, there's no other way for it sense. to go. Yeah. And yeah. I'll just say to you and to anyone listening, there's no other way for it to go. Eventually, if you're giving good readings, if you're being honest <laughs> in your readings, it will harm all of your friendships and it will harm your ability to feel like you can be an imperfect person People will feel police. They'll feel like, oh, you told me to break up with them and then I didn't break up with them. And now I don't want to tell you that we had a good date last night or whatever. Like you don't want to be people's therapists if they're not your client. Mm -hmm. And so it is really hard to have that boundary with friends. And every once in a while, you know, when they're really in need, you might decide you you break the boundary, but you're really clear with them. Like, don't ask a question you don't want to answer to. And I wasn't suggesting that you should want to be a professional psychic with no friends. I was suggesting no, that's no, a terrible no, fucking idea. Okay, saying. good. No, okay, good. Good. <laughs> good. Good. Thank you. I was like, let me just be clear. Uh, that is not, it's not a, it's not a direction to go in. But, but I think that having this practice, so let's say you start to get hungry and you're like, I don't know what's mine or what's not mine. Quick, bring in the earth. You, you, you can't skip this step. I know you're going to try. You can't skip this step. 
All right. I'm like straight to the ocean. Let's go. I know. I saw it. I saw it. As soon as I started to give the advice, I saw you go to the ocean. No, because let me tell you why. So if you check all the windows and, you know, you check the back door and you turn on the alarm before you go to bed, but you don't check your front door. Well, best of luck. Yeah. keeping people out, keeping, yeah. keeping <laughs> weird stray cats out or whatever, you know? Yeah. I mean, you got to check the front door. You've got to lock the front door and that's your body. That's mm-hmm. being present in your body. Yeah. So you've got to do this first step and it's going to be your least favorite step because it's slow and it puts mm-hmm. you in contact with what you're disassociated from. Mm-hmm. So here's mm-hmm. the thing. Truth, truth, truth. Sure. You've got a million planets in the 12th house. You disassociate from things you don't know how to handle too. So as much as it drives you bananas when other people do it, of course you do it too. The work is to get your grounding so that you can release. So again, we're back at work and you've got your coworker is like ravenous. And then you're all of a sudden hungry. You bring in the earth and you might right away stop feeling their their hunger. It might Mm -hmm. be that simple to just Mm -hmm. feel yourself or you might feel yourself and the hunger. And what will happen after years of practice, not months, not weeks, sorry, Sag, years of practicing. (laughs) Devastating. (laughs) I know it's terrible, is you will be able to tell the difference because it'll have this really subtle shift, like this Mm. very subtle difference, but it's palatable. I wish that there was a magic bullet for this. Um, No. (laughs) But yeah, exactly. There's none. There's none. And the truth is, you know, it is a gift that is very heavy to carry. And it's I end also, up knowing things about people that I'm like, I can never tell no, you that I felt that. Never. It's really important to be able to return it to source, which is what I'm going to be calling that beach for you. Okay? okay. It's okay. returning it to source. It's not yours to hold. It's not yours to know. It's not yours, period. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And when we hold other people's energy for them, what we're doing is unintentionally inhibiting them from healing it themselves. Yeah. We feel like we're doing a kindness, but it's not it. And okay. Say your full name out loud again. You haven't decided how you want to live. Like Mm -hmm. you're here, got your meat suit. Oh, well, Mm -hmm. now what are you Mm going to do with it? You know, now what are you going to do? You haven't figured that out yet. And that's fine. You're young. You didn't have to have it figured out yet. It's not about it being figured out, but it's more of this like spiritual or existential, like, I don't. I don't know what I want to do with this, mm-hmm. this life. I don't know what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And this existential quandary that you have kind of goes away when you are accurately psychicking something. Yeah. Yeah. I see it. It's like you have this sense of purpose and the sense yeah. of neutrality and meaning. It's just like, oh, there's clarity. And within that clarity, there's power. And the power is there simply because it's impactful, not because mm-hmm. I'm manipulating something. Although sometimes you can do that too, but it's really because you're experiencing your capacity for impact. Mm -hmm. And it's really challenging because there's like this really high, high, and then there's this really low, low. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to figure out like, where is the in-between? Like, what do you want to do with all of that? Now, do you have a job job in addition to Torah reading? I work with, I'm not certified or anything, but I've worked there for the last like year Um, My grandmother was really into what I do now and I get to like have the tarot cards and have like what I also do. And I really enjoy it. 
-hmm. and I want to stay in the space that I'm at, whether that's the woo side or the other side. Yeah. I'm honestly trying to find something like a new like spot to work at, but it's, it's hard. And um, it is hard for other Mm -hmm. clarification. Yeah. I have a degree in tech and I could go into like a very specific avenue within tech, but I Mm -hmm. could go into that. And I've definitely made a choice to like stay in the woo-ish space space Mm -hmm. because I don't want to untether myself from tarot and from from psychic Mm -hmm. and from the woo. First of all, best of luck untethering yourself from the woo. It's just not going to happen. So I don't think that, I don't know that that's necessary. It's not on the table. No, it's not on the damn table. It's not. I understand what you're saying. I will say I'm a little in favor of you exploring tech because You've got, again, this moon Uranus conjunction. You've got all this Sag. You're really smart in this very, like, well-suited for tech way. And it's fun for you because you get to ferret out the truth. You get to, like, Mm -hmm. do puzzles. This Mm -hmm. shit is really good for you. And I want to just hold space for, it's great that you're well-suited to something that, like, happens to be where all the jobs are. And I do also think that you could develop a career in the woo. Here's the but. The but is boundaries. You don't get a 12th house stellium and come into this life with healthy boundaries. That's just not, you know what I mean? It's not a thing. So then the work becomes, how do you develop boundaries around, I don't know, how you charge people, how much Mm -hmm. time you give them, Mm -hmm. how you organize your service, how you communicate your offering? And what's Mm -hmm. not your offering? How Mm -hmm. do you have energetic boundaries with humans so that you don't become a soggy, moldy loofah sponge? Yeah. (laughs) You know, and it's a practice. It's not like you get, you figure, you're not going to figure out the answer. You're going to develop a practice. You are in a state where you're learning boundaries because Pluto's squaring your Saturn right now. And what's coming up soon, you have your your rising sign at 28 degrees and 59 minutes of Sagittarius. Mm-hmm. Practically Capricorn. When I get horoscope readings, like, or if I like look yeah. at the YouTube horoscope, I have to look at Capricorn because it, it resonates more. Of course. The house placements that they're like calling on or whatever is, mm-hmm. is yeah. You have, you have Capricorn intercepted in your first house, right? Mm-hmm. So this was like, your parents and your family of origin demanded that you be self-sufficient. Like I like to call it a self-cleaning oven. They just wanted Mm -hmm. you to do everything all on your own. Mm -hmm. But when you were like, treat me with respect. If you're going to treat me like an adult, treat me like a fucking adult. They were like, no, you're a child. Sit down, be quiet. Yeah. Um, That's why you have a a Sag rising with Capricorn intercept the first and not a Capricorn rising. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You still got that Sag rising. You, 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 you know, it's that anoretic Sag rising. Like, you yeah. know, you walk into a room and you're like, hello, everybody, let's do a thing. <laughs> like, that's very Sag rising. It's not Cap yeah. rising, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but all to say, Neptune's going to square your ascendant soon. Okay. And, and that's a once in a lifetime event. We're just back to back raw dogging this. Yes. These yes. once in a lifetime changes. Yes. Welcome to your world. <laughs> Welcome to it. So Woo. Neptune is is going to at 29 degrees. So that's going to start in April, the spring. It's going to start to oppose your Mars. And then it's going to square your ascendant. These are both once in a lifetime things. They each last two years. So you've got like a two and a half year long process, two and a half, three year process of Neptune transits. Yeah, that's right. 
do, do that to your face this is right it's true it's shock and <laughs> shock and awe I'm not shocked. in a fun way i know i'm <laughs> shocked i know it's awful. Oh my so God. it's a lot of Neptune. It's a lot of Neptune. So this is why I say I'm not mad at the idea of you getting into tech and having it be like people in your office being annoying or like, you know what I mean? Like boundary issues at work, as opposed to what can happen with boundary issues in woo spaces that you actually deeply care about. Also, tech is going to give you more money that will empower you to I don't know, get the massage, talk to the like spiritual healer, like develop your tools. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. So from where I'm sitting and especially because of how young you are, it's not like I'm telling you at, you know, at 40 to compromise on something. I'm mm-hmm. saying instead like, oh shit, you could just like jump in here, give yourself a three, four year goal of mm-hmm. developing other things on the side and just mm-hmm. making money so that let's say you're in, a, I don't know, bad roommate situation. You can afford to get the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. Because Neptune transits open up all of your woo sensitivities. So boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. They also put you in situations that are just like requiring boundaries, like negotiating, like you broke my shit. There's nothing yeah. energetic about that. It's just about me being like, do I take all my shit out of a common space? Do I, I lock did. my damn door? <laughs> you did. Of course you did. I mean, what else could you do? What else could you do? So, yeah, I would encourage you to okay. to consider because there's know, a lot of anxiety surrounding mm-hmm. me being in tech spaces and I have started to develop like some of my own projects and I'm wondering is it in my best interest to like go into tech capital T yeah or work on my own I mean again with the money like that wouldn't necessarily help working on my own stuff but I, I think just... it's actually good for you to go into tech capital T okay because I think you're just scared yeah I mean, listen, there's lots of things to be fucking concerned about within tech, obviously, Mm -hmm. like obviously. Mm -hmm. And it's always far better to work like within your community or like adjacent to your community than Mm -hmm. going into a corporate environment, which even startups are corporate environments in the modern Mm -hmm. world. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying like commit your life to this at all, Mm -hmm. but I think that it would be a safe space in some ways for you to develop parts of your personality that haven't had the right environment. Get in there, get it done, go home. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Is you're not there to make friends? Whereas in the spaces you work now, it's very relational. Yeah. Tech yeah. is not. What would it be like to not be in a relational space, but instead mm. to just be there to figure out problems and leave? Mm-hmm. I actually think you you deserve to know. And it doesn't mean I think you'll love it all the time. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I'm curious about when we move past the fear, what's there? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, you've got this Saturn opposition to your midheaven in your birth chart, and they're both squared in Neptune, intercepted in Capricorn in the first house. So, of course, mm-hmm. you have anxiety about stepping into a work environment. You yeah. know, what if, and it's really about <laughs> failure. It's really about a fear of failure. Yeah. A fear of failure is one to be respected, but not heeded. And if you get into a situation where you're like, this isn't healthy and this isn't working for me, get out. You know, mm-hmm. you know how mm-hmm. to quit. You got a yeah. moon Uranus conjunction. You can quit, right? Yeah. You know how to quit. So, so I mean, yeah. I actually think that this is worth exploring. I really okay. do. Yeah. And that doesn't mean abandon all the other things. Mm-hmm. You've got you've got a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can do both. Okay. Maybe not every week, but like, I think you yeah. can do both. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So to surmise. Mm-hmm. You're going to make a practice of bringing earth energy up into your body and then mm-hmm. 
returning whatever is not yours to source. And in that space where there's a beautiful fire, everybody's guidance, you don't need to know who, you don't need to know why, you don't need to know how, but you, they just, they get, they get, you know, access to their guidance and that's that, right? Yeah. So yeah. you're going to make a practice of those things. You're going to consider looking into tech. You know, just consider it. <laughs> just play with it. Just play with it. Take and a little peek. Yeah. And to continue to work on boundary stuff, understanding that you have Neptune transits coming up that are going to shove this fucking theme down your throat. So you might as well start getting it in order. And until your, your Pluto square to Saturn is over, you're going to stay vigilant, looking out for different ways that your kind of like father pattern is showing up with new people mm -hmm. and old people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. That was my... Okay. My twirl it up at the okay. end. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Every year they say.